0: Birkbeck Voices, the monthly podcast about the latest news and research from Birkbeck University of London. I'm Bryony Merritt. On the 23rd of January 2014, scientists from the world-leading baby lab at Birkbeck University of London will be launching a new study into autism and ADHD risk in infants. The study has received over £2.5 million in funding from the EU AIMS project and is the first study of this size and scope to examine risk of autism and ADHD from birth. Dr. Emily Jones is a research fellow at the Baby Lab and she joins us today to talk about this exciting new project. Dr. Jones, please could you tell us what this new study will be looking for?
1: Yeah, our work focuses on the early development of children with autism and ADHD, or Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, which are two of the most common neurodevelopmental disorders in the UK. Autism affects children's abilities to communicate and interact with other people, and ADHD is associated with hyperactivity and difficulties in paying attention. We know that risk factors for both autism and ADHD are present from very early in development, but these conditions are typically not diagnosed until early childhood. So in our work, we're trying to identify early markers of autism and ADHD in infancy, which might ultimately help us with earlier diagnosis. Our new study is called the STARS study, which stands for Studying Autism and ADHD Risk in Siblings. In this study, we'll be working with infants who have older siblings with autism or ADHD because we know that they have a higher chance of developing autism or ADHD themselves. In the STARS study, we'll be following infants from the first few months of life until they reach the age at which clear symptoms of autism and ADHD emerge about two to three years. We can then look back at the early development of infants who, don't, um, who do have significant symptoms of autism or ADHD in toddlerhood to see how their early developmental patterns might differ from those that we see in typical development. And we have two main goals. So first, identifying early markers of autism and ADHD could help us diagnose these conditions earlier in development. And second, learning more about how symptoms of autism and ADHD emerge over time might help us to identify new targets for intervention or new ways to support the development of children who are
0: most at risk. And why is it important to diagnose ADHD and autism as early as possible?
1: Well, many children with autism and ADHD find it quite difficult to learn in traditional settings, and so providing some additional support can really help them to reach their full potential. So early diagnosis helps us to identify children who need this support as early as possible. Also, we now know that many children with autism or ADHD can significantly benefit from interventions that are designed to support their learning and development. And although these interventions can be effective at any age, starting early is likely to give children the maximum chance to benefit from new skills and abilities that they can learn. So we think it's very important to
0: try to find ways to identify children who may need that support as early as possible. And when the children come into the baby lab, um, how is the testing carried out? What does it involve? Well our testing is designed to be fun for infants and their families. So we
1: invite families to participate in the STAR study anytime before their baby is 10 months old, although we love to see infants from um, around 3 months if possible. So we start by explaining everything on the phone and we send families materials about the study so they can decide whether or not they want to participate. And if they're interested in being involved, then we invite them to come to our baby lab four or five times between when they start the study and when their child is three years old. When families come in for their visit, they're greeted by our research assistants who will be looking after them throughout their time in the baby lab. And we do everything we can to make it easy for parents to participate. We can pay travel costs, help with travel arrangements. We can provide carts and high chairs for families to use during the day. We have a playroom for families to use during breaks, so we do everything we can to make it a fun day for babies and their parents. And how can parents find out more and get involved in the study? We have a a new website, which is www.stars.org, and we spell it S-T-A-A-R-S, and that contains lots of information about the STARS study. You can also call our coordinator Janice on 0207 079 0761 and she can tell you more about what the study involves or you can email us on stars at bbk.ac.uk
0: I visited Charlotte at her home in West London. Charlotte has three children. Eight-year-old Alex, who has been diagnosed with autism and ADHD, five-year-old Robert, who's developing normally, and three-year-old Freddie, who took part in a previous study at the Birkbeck Baby Lab. Charlotte, how old was Alex when he was diagnosed with autism and ADHD?
2: He was formally diagnosed with autism at the age of four, uh, at which point, I suppose, he'd been in the assessment process for about six months. Um, With ADHD, he didn't get an assessment until he was six.
0: And you participated in the BASIS study with mm. Freddie, yeah. um, which uh, was a study um, into early markers of autism for children with siblings with a formal diagnosis of yeah. autism. So how did you find out about the BASIS study in the baby lab, and why did you decide to participate in that study?
2: I read about it in the Communications magazine, which is the National Autistic Society magazine, and I suppose because my autistic child, Alex, had been involved in various studies through Cray and the Institute of Education and what have you through being at, um, at a special school, I was already interested in what participation in research meant from a selfish point of view and so I was interested in, and phoned up the baby lab and said that we'd like to take part because I think you get a lot out of being involved in, in research projects.
0: And so what was your experience coming to the baby lab and taking part in that study like?
2: Um, <laughs> They're just, they're really, they're very nice people, they're very interesting, they're clearly highly intelligent, very motivated, and I guess you get to learn a lot from talking to them about what it is they're looking for, you know, what are some of the markers, what are some of the identifying features that you wouldn't necessarily have thought about as a parent of a child with autism, and obviously most parents with a child who's got a formal diagnosis of autism know that there's quite a high level of recurrence with other siblings so the more you talk to people who are right at the cutting edge of research in identification the more of an idea you get maybe of what you should be looking out for and how you could be what kind of appropriate structured interventions you could be offering your children
0: and what was what did the experience involve for freddie as well for
2: freddie so you you turn up uh, you have a sort of settling in period and then you do all sorts of weird and wonderful things so you do the some of the gaze tracking programs on screen where they show your child various images and see how the child responds they're actually tracking the movement of the baby's eyes there's this crazy um, cap that they put on your baby's head that measures flow of oxygen to different parts of the brain depending on the stimulus that they show the baby Uh, the speech therapist sits down and does a kind of structured intervention, they also observe you playing with your baby and it's great fun and it's actually a really nice way to spend an afternoon with a younger child and younger children when the older sibling has special needs don't always get much dedicated time with mum so it's actually that's another kind of nice side benefit in a way
0: um and with alex being diagnosed at, at four years what difference would it have made for you if if you'd been able to get that diagnosis earlier do you think
2: i think it would have made a huge difference to him to the family to his siblings because Early on, when a child isn't behaving in a normal way, you get all sorts of unhelpful comments from people who may be well-intentioned but aren't always very well-informed. And you get all sorts of unhelpful attributions about your child's behaviour, about whether they're being naughty, whether they're defying you, what sort of discipline you should be offering them. And I suppose the earlier you know that your child has a lifelong condition that can be significantly improved with the right intervention, the sooner you can start researching what those kind of positive and appropriate interventions are, um, where the evidence base is for interventions that actually work in ameliorating the the signs and symptoms of autism, the sooner you can help your child be the best that they can be. So I guess that's what early intervention would have meant for us.
0: Great. Thanks for sharing with us your experiences at the baby lab. That's all for this month's Birkbeck Voices. If you would like to be involved in the Studying Autism and ADHD Risk in Siblings project, you can find out more by visiting www.stars.org or you can call the project coordinator on 0207 079 0761 or email stars, which is S-T-A-A-R-S, at bbk.ac.uk.